0: Today on CityCast Salt Lake, housing insecurity affects tons of renters across the city. And today I'm digging in on the topic with two people who spend their days in the thick of it Chris Foote, an organizer with Wasatch Tenants United, and Jakey Sciolo, a case management coordinator at Pacific Island Knowledge to Action Resources. It's Thursday, March 31st, 2022. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. and Jakey, welcome to CityCast Salt Lake. Thanks for being here.
1: Thank you for having me.
2: Yeah, thanks for having us.
0: I hate talking about housing insecurity. I think we all do. But I'm looking forward to diving into this topic with you both. And my first question for you, Chris, is how would you characterize this market? Because I think there are a lot of different characterizations of this housing market floating around. And I'm curious what yours is.
1: I would almost consider it a landlord market, if that makes sense. Hmm think mm-hmm. um, throughout the years, the conditions of um, renters and I say almost the uh, ma- dignity of the renters has mm-hmm. gone down, mm-hmm. to say the least. I think the crisis that at, that's at hand is homes are just not um, affordable for the majority of people, especially um, working class people. It has been an issue even before the pandemic, but I think the pandemic just further exacerbated. It's people just simply, um, cannot, um, afford to pay rent. They're being uh, evicted now they're uh, out on the streets. Well, then Once you put people out on the streets, then so many other issues just like continue to spiral. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Jakey, I'm curious how this crisis intersects with your work as a caseworker. How much of your caseload is characterized by housing insecurity?
2: Um, I would say probably like 98%. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, most of the clients that I'm working with are usually survivors of like domestic violence, sexual assault. And because of those um, situations, those relationships, they now have an eviction. Their rent is getting increased, you know, $200, 400 $500 more. Mm-hmm. And most of them could probably afford a mortgage, but they can't actually get a mortgage. One credit, criminal history. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of my clients who are mainly women um, have been charged with domestic violence for defending themselves Mm -hmm. um, while the perpetrator walks free. Um, And so that's been a whole barrier in of itself. Um, But I definitely do agree with Chris that it is a landlord's market. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, I mean, I'd say a good like 2 out of every 5 of my um clients that I'm working with have either horrible experiences with their landlords they're getting evicted for no reason like a, one too many cars parked on the street
0: Chris what is the organizing model of Wasatch Tenants United and how does it intersect with this housing crisis
2: I would
1: say Wasatch Tenants is very hands on a lot of us in the organizations have ourselves had or, um, experiences with, um, landlords, um, because we have these, um, these past, uh, experiences, what comes with that is a, um, met passion for the rights of all renters. um
0: mm-hmm. Jakey, I'm curious, you volunteer with Wasatch Tenancy United. What drew you to becoming a part of the organization?
2: Um, as an advocate, I always want to not just advocate in my workplace. Mm -hmm. And I have to do like take that advocacy for my clients on another level. If I'm not fighting systemic issues, showing up to city council meetings, making my voice heard, lobbying on the Hill, then I'm not actually advocating for the people that I'm working with.
0: I'm curious, Jakey, what you would like to see in terms of increasing housing availability and affordability in this city what is that what does a healthy answer to this crisis look like in your opinion
2: so many things mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean my first is to stop gentrifying the west side mm-hmm. i mainly work with the pacific islander um, communities. And if you didn't know, one in four Tongans lives in Salt Lake County. There's thousands of us just here, predominantly on the west side. Um, and so gentrification is displacing people that I'm working with on a regular basis. Um, just over the weekend, two of my clients were evicted and now living in their cars with their six children. Hmm. Um, so that's one thing. And I think real true affordable housing and not housing where you're sharing kitchens, sharing bathrooms, Hmm. Um, and that housing that is actually safe and equitable.
0: It seems like housing experts agree that what we need is more housing. We need to build more housing. But where we do that is a really conscious decision. And right now that is leading – my understanding of the gentrification of Salt Lake is that it's leading directly to the displacement of predominantly people of color on the west side of the city. How do you think we intercept that crisis at this moment?
1: Well, I think to intercept it, we need to define a few boundaries. And for me, the bottom line Mm -hmm. is you cannot evict people simply because you want to essentially um, steal that land to build quote-unquote luxury apartments. For your own profit, Hmm. which is essentially what it is. At the end of the day, evicting people, especially families that are predominantly on the West Side, largely working class, it's just, it's not acceptable.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's really tragic. And it's, again, it's been going on for years. This certainly isn't a new issue. I've lived in Salt Lake my entire life, and it's always been an issue, especially since the um, pandemic began. The situation has just got exponentially worse, and it's going to, To get worse unless, again, we address the root of the issue, which is the fact that families on the west side are being displaced.
0: Jakey, I'm curious, as someone who navigates relationships with a lot of tenants in your day-to-day work, how do you think, in your opinion, we level the power structure between renters and landlords? Are there things you'd like to see implemented?
2: I would love to see more... PIs, more BIPOC folk owning houses Mm. Um, and being able to, I think that's one solution to this um, is giving those people generational wealth, letting their families have a place that they can call home so that they're not displaced, so that they have rights.
0: So the goal is ownership,
2: yeah, I mean, and you know that's something I we work on so much with our clients is we're having to expunge their criminal record or we're having to take them to court to get this DV charge dropped off because of the relationship they were in. And so so much of the work that we're doing here at Pictar is like helping these folks get to a place that they're able to do that. So once they're displaced, we're able to come in make sure that they are taken care of. Because when they are displaced, no one else is going to go out and help them, Mm -hmm. let alone any of the resources, any of the city resources, any of the resources from the Hill. None of those are going to be widely advertised to the West Side. Um, I mean, if you were to go out there now and ask how many people have heard about the Clean Slate or, you know, things that have just passed recently, so many of them wouldn't know.
0: I'm curious if... From the perspective of Wasatch Tenants United, if if you share that view that ownership
1: is the goal for tenants. I think that the unfortunate fact that in this day and age, ownership is critical. And as a member of Wasatch Tenants, obviously we um, advocate for the rights of renters. However, mm-hmm. at the same time, we also recognize that There is a fundamental um, power uh, dynamic between landlords and renters, between even owners and renters. And while Wasatch Tenants is going to do and is doing everything we can to level that um, playing field, Mm -hmm. today, as long as private property um, exists, there is always going to be that um, power dynamic.
0: I want to talk, um, Chris, about this 30-day campaign that kicks off this week for Wasatch Tenants United. I think it's really interesting because it's very grassroots, it seems, based on what I'm reading, which is you all are going to be doing a door-knocking campaign to, as I understand it, aggregate like your own data on slumlords. Does that sound right? Is that an accurate description? Uh,
1: yes. Yes, i definitely say so. Um, so a lot of these landlords, especially nowadays, aren't necessarily landlords if that makes sense. they're more so what we call slum lords and when we say slum lords, we mean essentially um whether that be um property management um hmm. a lot of them have um bought a lot of these um, places and I myself quite frankly have a slum lord um, slumlord. um And what we found is there are uh, maybe two or three different um, property management companies here within Salt Lake Hmm. that are highly problematic. We realized that these slumlords are again another root of this crisis um and so because of that we are trying to just essentially rally all these renters but we're also going to the landlords that actually work with these property management um, companies because a lot of the times these management um, uh, companies will almost like pay a landlord to watch out for the building um, hmm. And so, and a lot of these landlords even have complained about these management um, companies. And so our campaign is, we're essentially just trying to rally as many people as we can. And after doing so, then going to these landlords lords and just saying, look, we've rallied the community. We've talked to basically all your renters and landlords. Here's the reality. Um and mm-hmm trying to go from there because i think if we all come together and we all together come to the table um it's ultimately gonna it's much more likely to work in our favor
0: hmm. jakey anything to add
2: no i i agree 100 percent. i think it's all hands on deck um i'm here for good trouble i mean as like a brown gay man i'm a higher percentage to be displaced Um, I don't want it to be me. I don't want it to be my other queer friends. I don't want it to be anybody in my community. Mm -hmm. Um, But if we're not loud, if we don't show up, if we don't hit the ground running and like go for the root cause of it, Mm -hmm. nothing's going to happen because no one in this city on the hill will ever address the root cause. Mm -hmm. And so that's where like grassroots organizations come in Because they're going to be the ones (laughs) that are going to call it out. In my opinion, when one person is struggling, we all are. So when one family is displaced, we should all be rallying behind them.
0: Well, and I think almost every renter in this city lives with the day-to-day anxiety that, you know, even if you are making Payments on time, even if you're not dealing with the kind of financial crisis, for example, that could cause you to miss a payment and be evicted. All it takes is, for me personally, my landlord deciding they're in the mood to sell the place, and I don't know where I would go. I mean, we the our vacancy rate is less than two percent, and so um, it does feel like this is a crisis that we're all in together. But we often um, don't perceive collectively because I think that's the thing that crisis does to you is it creates a scenario where you're like, I'm in this fight alone. (laughs) Um, but uniting is really the answer. So thank you both so much for your time, Chris and Jakey. I really appreciate it and, um, best of luck in your work.
2: Thank you. Thanks, Holly.
0: little news before we go. If you are struggling to pay rent right now, you are not alone. And there's a statewide rent relief program available to support you. The emergency rental assistance program can help with current, late or future rent, a security deposit and utilities or internet. Here are the eligibility requirements in the best layman's terms I could put them in. First, you have to prove you live there and you're on the lease. Second, you have to prove financial hardship, which could mean you or someone in your household is unemployed, has incurred a big recent expense, like a healthcare cost, or has had their income impacted by the pandemic. Three, your household income has to be below 80% of area median income. So for Salt Lake County, that's $51,650 for a single person. for two, and $73,750 for a family of four. The final eligibility requirement is that you're experiencing housing instability already in some way. That could mean receiving a past due notice on a utility bill or rent or being served with a payer evict notice. This one is kind of frustrating to me, this last one, because, and you might remember this if you listened to our episode that was a close read of a boilerplate lease agreement in Utah, a landlord is not required to wait for your rent assistance to come through. Once your rent is past due, it's past due. And if you don't pay by the date on a pay or vacate notice, a landlord has grounds for eviction. If you're listening and you're a landlord, there are ways you can expedite a tenant's rent relief application or even apply on their behalf. All the details and an online application are at rentrelief.utah.gov. That's all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. In the meantime, I leave you with this note from a listener in Murray.
3: Hi, my name is Robert and I live in Murray. I just wanted to respond to today's episode um, about the housing crisis here in Salt Lake. Um, I know that it's greatly affected myself and my family. Um, I and my roommate are both going to be moving out of state at the end of our lease um, because of the housing increase in cost. Um, my brother and his uh, fiance, have had to move repeatedly um, to cheaper and cheaper places and are now looking at moving out of state. Um, My mom is selling her house um, so that she can move into a cheaper area. And my brother, my second brother, is actually um, on the verge of experiencing homelessness because of the housing uh, crisis and what the market is like. So I definitely have felt the, um, strain of this going on and it's really disturbing that the legislature didn't even approve a quarter of what the governor recommended and makes me just that much more, um, Sound in my decision to move elsewhere because obviously it's not being taken seriously here in Utah. Um, which is disappointing because I, I really will miss being close to my family and, um, yeah, it's, it's just sad that it seems like it's such a low priority.